wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, Yo, 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 it's the Minnesota Sports and Variety Show. It's your host, Eric Grady, on this November 24th, 2023, the year of our Lord, with my co-host, David Zeller. How are you doing, David? Oh, I'm good, man. Just uh, had a, a pretty chill Thanksgiving. No no crazy family drama. Saw both my uh, in-laws uh, in the morning. Went over there, watched the parade, and ate breakfast, had brunch, and then saw my family in the afternoon, had a nice dinner, and... Got home and rested and relaxed and ready to go, man. How about you? How was your How was your Thanksgiving? It was really good. It was really good. We uh, had my uh, cousin in from Philly and my uh, my mom's sister uh, in from Florida, and uh, we had you know all all the traditional stuff. My wife and my sister in law both made like um, sweet potato casserole. Kind of there was a, a confusion there, so we had a lot of that. But um, it was solid. <laughs> I, the one thing that was disappointing was my mom makes this awesome stuffing. Like I didn't like stuffing as a kid, but like it's like become one of my favorite things as an adult. And my mom makes it with like all these different kinds of like sausages, and it's like really yep. spicy. And yep. I quit. E- and I quit eating pork like about a year ago for, oh, for New right. Year's. Yeah, I forgot for, about that. Yeah. yeah, for my resolution. And so that was really sad. But my wife did make a non-pork stuffing that I had, which was fine, but it just wasn't the one that That's I wanted, right? Yeah, no, the, yeah, the, yeah. The sausage, the sausage, the stuffing that I had sausage oh, is, is absolutely so uh, amazing. So I have a recipe for a sausage, uh, a sausage sage stuffing that I'm going to make probably Ooh. next week. Um my, my stuffing was okay. Like I think my mom. This is the first. And we went over to my mom's house and um, my mom and dad's house, and this is the first um, holiday that she's hosted since uh, her cancer diagnosis several years ago. Mm. And she's been in in remission and everything, so she's been good. But you know, it, she it, it, she didn't have their strength or whatever, and so she just never really she didn't feel comfortable hosting a holiday. You know, where you had sure. to make a bunch of food and stuff. So this is the first time that she's hosted a holiday since that. So it's almost three years ago now. So. um so it was a, a nice little test run for her. And so she was, she was like, Oh, I, mean, I hope everything tastes good. I'm like, Mama tastes fucking great. Like, don't, don't worry about it. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, like the fact that you even like are doing this and are standing up and like hanging out with your grandkids, like that is, that in and of itself is, is, is amazing. So Hell anyways, yeah. yeah. So that's a good story. Yeah. I, yeah. um, you know, um, you know, everybody pitching a little bit. My mom does the, the, the bulk of the cooking, but the, the, the sister-in-laws, um, you know, everybody brought something and yeah, mm-hmm. just so much food. Um, you know, obviously it was like my brother telling my dad he's going to overcook the turkey that, that fight that's going to happen <laughs> the same every, every year because he's kind of our, our main like cooking guy. And, um, it, it was, it was fine. I mean, it probably could have been a little bit more moist, but, um, it, it was good. But my, and my mom makes the fancy cranberries that have kind of the, the almost the citrusy like like lemon or or some sort of like maybe orange oh, yeah. in there you know okay. so they're yep. real real bright and full and they're yep. okay but they're I I really just like the old school jellied cranberries and so does my daughter so my wife brought them for my daughter so I took a little <laughs> bit of like the fancy one and then I just took a big, big hunk of the fucking the gelatinous can, one out of the can, can yeah. of, yep oh yeah then we had you know, that yesterday for, too for a lot of things like I like the fancier version but there's a couple things that I just like the basic version of like I oh, am kind yeah. of a ba- I'm a basic bitch with like chips and salsa I just like like tostitos and paste like salsa yeah <laughs> the best just like medium chunky paste like I, I don't know you know like everybody's oh i make my own like handcrafted one like in my baseline i'm like yeah i'll just i'm good with yeah, the tostitos <laughs> a, time and, a time and place for that sometimes you know some of that you know that's uh that food like that is just um it's you know just i don't know it brings you back to like a, a mental space where it's reassuring and like coming home from school and eating just you know housing a bag of tostitos and, and i think it's yep. also because you're oh, i love you're it 14 years old it's my favorite after sports. gym meal i, and I yeah, love and going to the and gym and just crushing chips and, and salsa. you're hungry and you just need something yeah. salty and salty like, the electrolytes yeah. or whatever Dr- yeah drinking a gatorade and like eat, eat housing yeah. an entire bag of uh, tostitos chips man i've definitely oh, no, now you're making myself, me hungry so. i haven't eaten anything yet today <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> I had some toast this morning. I'm having uh, lunch after we after we record, oh. so yeah, I'm getting myself uh, hungry as well. So I think I'm gonna make oh, a. That's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna try and figure out what I want to do with my leftovers. I'm thinking about yeah, making. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about like that a, this morning, and my folks must have all the left because we just have like our sweet potato casserole that we brought or whatever. But I'm like, oh, okay. they must just be having the the leftovers over there. I mean, I could go by, but so what are you thinking about doing with them? So I'm not probably will do this today, but I might I might swing by the store and pick up. But um, getting some pizza dough and making um uh basically making or making some pizza dough myself and then making like 
Because we got, I mean, we had that, I got the turkey from UNFI. It's a big ass fucking turkey, man. It was just gigantic, but we have so much leftover <laughs> turkey. And making, um, and just making like a, like a turkey, like a Thanksgiving day hot pocket. So basically take in oh, turkey, yeah. uh, you know, some potatoes and gravy and, uh, and then, um, the stuffing and just rolling it in pizza dough, you know, um, and then, uh, oh, that sounds intriguing. That. I would definitely yeah, try that. You could either fry it up or you could uh, you could bake it. So I don't have pizza dough, so I can't do that for lunch. So I'm just probably gonna have a open faced uh, that's uh, open faced yeah, Thanksgiving I love, sandwich. I love an open faced you know, open faced so. turkey sandwich. Oh, I think on the yeah. sportive they were asking what people called that, and people called it somebody called it a commercial or whatever. But I, I'm not familiar with that that term. Okay. But I just we always called it the uh, open uh, open faced turkey sandwich. I guess when I when I worked at the Independent years and years ago as a as a uh, line chef and then uh, sous chef. Um, we made a ridiculously amazing open-faced meatloaf sandwich that I still, to this day, uh, crave and like. Just like I need to figure out how to make like what the what the recipes for everything involved in that sandwich was because it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Mm. So, anyways, no, I don't talk about food. <laughs> I know. Just as one, like any one last thing, like anytime we would travel someplace and we'd go to like a little diner or something, oh, yeah. my dad would always be like, "Get the open-faced turkey sandwich. Like it's the best thing that like you can't really you can't really fuck up at like it's this little like through, diners yeah, in like Podunk, Kansas, or someplace. It's all it's all it is always turkey or meatloaf. It's really hard to screw up an open-faced meatloaf it is, turkey sandwich, it is. man. You're um, gonna yeah, put this so. like you know sweet cranberry sauce on it and gravy. Like it's gonna be good. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I did, I definitely overate a bit too much. Like I, I had all the best intentions of like after my first plate, I was like, nope, like I'm not getting seconds. And then like, sure enough, crushed crushed the seconds <laughs> and I just stopped. So I, I, I did get up early and go to the gym today, and I was I was not the only one who was probably feeling a little, uh, you know, yeah. have to make up for for lost calories because it was gotten, it was mobbed gotten, in there today. I've gotten pretty good about making sure I'm not eating too much. So it's uh, I, that was not something I was. I mean, wrestling, whatever, growing up, I, you know, really used to, like, you know, my stomach shrinking during wrestling season. This is, like, the start of wrestling season is, like, right now, because I normally, like, when I was in high school, we'd have a tournament the weekend after mm. um, Thanksgiving. So it was always, like, minimizing how much, you know, you took in for Thanksgiving and then going for runs on <laughs> Thursday night, Friday morning, and then, you know, weighing in Saturday or whatever. So, but I've gotten to the point now where I, so then for a while when I stopped wrestling, it was, like, Oh yeah, no, I can just go to town on Thanksgiving. I can eat three plates of food. That's totally fine. And then you feel like you said this morning, you wake up and you're like, oh fuck, what did I? Instant what regret. The, what the yeah. heck did I just do? This is this is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, so I've gotten a little better about me, about managing my portions because I also want to make sure I eat the pie too. You know, like we had a nice apple right, pie. And, right, right, right. Yeah, pie, we had a great I, yeah. apple crumble that my sister-in-law yeah. made. Yep. And my my cousin brought a dessert, a pastry. I think it's called like uh, pantanone or something like that. It's a fancy okay. cake that's from Italy from okay. um from milan i believe and Ooh. uh so yeah he had it like uh shipped in like the legit oh, one we had one oh he had it shipped okay I was yeah he, he, didn't, he didn't make it okay wow, no no no, no he impressive. had it shipped in it was yeah and the guy makes his like homemade pistachio paste that was fucking out of this world like i mm-hmm. i would literally put that on anything oh i was gonna say earlier about the stuffing my brother was saying like stuffing is such a good like side why do we not have that like more often like what why is stuffing like a once a year thing that should just oh. be like mashed potatoes and gravy where it just like comes as a side occasionally you know Dude, like, he's, he's right i mean that's a that's a top tier like you know i don't know about side. you man, but i i always keep at least i always keep a box of like even the stovetop stuffing in my and i'll i'll make that and just like eat that all by myself like that's how much i love stuffing, oh really so. no i don't even think of it oh, yeah yeah man you should just like just keep a just keep a box or two of it in your uh in your pantry and like it's it's super easy to make like it takes like 10 minutes to make it that that, oh, really? that one it, and it's in terms of like stuffing is concerned like stovetop is actually pretty pretty damn good man pretty um it's, it's not like the the, the fancy stuffings that you know that we're talking about like the sausage and stage stuffing or things like that but stuffing itself can be yeah man i just it, that's when i was especially when i was uh when i was single living by myself would be like all right well I, I need to make something i you know i'd rather eat you know not <laughs> something go out or whatever so it's like yeah, this box of stuffing costs like a dollar fifty nine. Um, you know, like oh, a little yeah, bit of butter, cheap. a little bit, a little bit of water, and like you throw that on the stove, and you have a you have dinner in like fifteen minutes. So, anyways, don't don't knock it. Think about it. Okay, okay, yeah, no, I will, I will, <laughs> I will think about that. Um, okay, so now uh, well, I forgot to say that we got opinions, and now we got a platform. <laughs> I'll put the little music into sports. Now it's time for sports. Sports. We'll go get back to some variety after, but um. You know, it's been a few days out from the uh, from the big Vikings loss on Sunday night, but um, 
just kind of kind of the, the the overall theme for the game was just turnovers like we had done such a good job of protecting the ball like not losing the turnover battle I don't think we had any turnovers the previous week and just kind of echoes back to the beginning of the season where we had a million turnovers and three turnovers in this game and it, you know something some of the statistics are just like if you lose the turnover battle minus three you only have a 10 percent chance of winning and I think we still had a really good chance of winning this game, and um, it was just it was a, just a really frustrating game overall. I mean, I as as you know as well as many people in Minnesota just loathe Sean Payton and his little butthole face smirk, you know, and his uh, his cheating and his taunting the Vikings when he was doing the skull chant to us before the miracle. But it, it was frustrating losing to him in particular. Um, anywho, uh, we started off and uh, just a really kind of a goofy play call by um KOC he had uh, Hawkinson do a key third and one um direct snap and then he pitched it to our quarterback and our, our quarterback's very fast you know it's fast but like it's just kind of an odd play I mean he's not as fast as Ty Chandler right and it didn't fool anybody and not only that but he got stripped and he got hit um hard he got it was actually a, a dirty hit the player that hit him was suspended for four games and you couldn't really see it it looked like it was more shoulder in the live time so they didn't throw a flag and apparently yeah. there's a wrinkle in the rule book yeah did you hear about this where like Matthew yeah. Collar was just inane about this that um like they can't if the flag would have been thrown there they could have buzzed down and like gotten that player like ejected potentially or whatever but since there was no penalty thrown New York couldn't review it and so, I mean, it was really weird. Yeah, it was a really dirty hit. Um, you know, led with the crown of the helmet, launched himself, and that that player has been a very dirty player. He he was just coming off a suspension. This was his first game back, and um, and, and there was a lot of dirty hits in this game. And I think it's no surprise that Sean Payton is their coach. But um, you know, he got uh, hit and stripped on that play. And that was a key play in the game. And, and since then, that player has been suspended for four games. I don't know if I, I mentioned that, but that that, yeah. that was a key, yeah. very key play. So then, yeah, um, you no, know, Viking. I, I saw. Go ahead. I just, sorry. I, yeah, I just uh, I I didn't I didn't watch. I I think I watched maybe like five minutes of this game, and then I, I kids got came were not sleeping or whatever, so I had to go in there. And then I don't know. I think I ended up not watching not watching the rest of it. But I did see that the the video of that hit because um, I know they were talking about the Dan Levitard show and everything on on Tuesday. Or a Monday, and then um, saw the actual like it's one of those things too. It looks, it's yeah. Watching it live, it looks bad, but then you slow it down, it looks even looks yeah. ten times worse, you know. And especially exactly. considering the helmet to helmet component of it. I know as much as I'm not a and big that football player's fan, reputation, that yeah. player's reputation too. He's been a headhunter for Talk a decade. It's like you reputation. Know. Sean Sean Payton's reputation too. I mean, even <laughs> I'm not much of a Vikings fan, but even I know Sean Payton. You know is, about him. Is, yeah. a, is very much persona non grata here in Minnesota. So you can continue. Yeah, sorry, I just want to interject that. So no, no, no worries. So you know, the, the Vikings did a great job of running the ball. This was their best, you know, running game uh, of the year. Um, they were just running the ball down the Bron- Broncos' throats. They did not have a good run D and um, capped it off with a great touchdown pass to Oliver um and uh Dobbs you know shrugged off a like a sure tackle and that's just he has a lot of elusiveness that's one thing that we're seeing compared to Kirk like in some situations Kirk would just go down or you know just throw the ball away or whatever Dobbs is able to like wriggle free he's um he's bigger than he than he looks on TV and he's he's tough to get down so um it, it almost kind of causes some problems at the end of the game where he was trying to flee the pocket I think too much and got a little bit of happy feet towards the end but at this point in the game beautiful shrug off a tackle throws it to Josh Oliver Josh Oliver had a fantastic game he was the top rated um, PFF score for the Vikings at 90 and um, that was really really good breakout game for him Um, also uh, Norman had a couple uh, had another good game that guy's been a good you know, bright spot for us this year. Uh, really good first quarter, a couple catches, get the get the pace going, and just overall nice game. It's nice, you know, with KJ's been uh, having some concussion problems, and and you know they they were really blanketing Addison. This was really the first game that not having JJ really stood out like a sore thumb. They they took um, Addison away, and we were we were pretty stuck. We just had our tight ends really to throw to. Um, but Norman stepped up in the beginning. I thought Dobbs hung in the pocket well in the first half. Um, he threw this one just super high pass to Hawkinson. That was pretty funny. And um, then there was a curious call. There was – this was a very – what's the right word when, like, something's one way but also the other, like, 
working at cross purposes, KOC was, he had a couple of just kind of like big balls, like, you know, put the, uh, the old, um, put the balls in the, in the, uh, freaking, um, wheelbarrow and roll them out there plays in this game. And then he also had ones where he just turtled. So it was very, it was very strange. So he doesn't go for it on a fourth and one at the 50. And I, I don't know what the surrender index is on that, but it was, it was a soft decision. I know we had been having some trouble with the snaps. We had botched a couple snaps. So maybe, you know, they were worried about that. You know, the, the quarterback is new, the cadence, all that stuff, but come on. I mean, fourth and one. Um, so anyways, uh, Denver starts coming back. They have a couple of big passing plays. They, they, we held them to field goals, which was great. They kicked their, their, their third field goal and it was 10, nine going into the half. And I just wrote in my notes that I really felt like the Vikings should be ahead by more than they were at that point for how well we played that first half to only be up a point was kind of a portent of, of things to come. Um, Daniel Hunter had a fantastic game again that I mean, people are talking about. I don't care how much this guy wants. Like, we have to re-sign him. Uh, he had a sack. He had a pressure, three tackles. Um, he's up to uh, 12 solo tackles on the year now. So just fantastic game for him. Um, again, Vikings were running the ball really well, running the ball well in the third quarter. It's just best we've run the ball this year. And then uh, Jay Dobbs had a fantastic touchdown run. And uh, we were all saying, you know, he's a rocket man and high-fiving. And uh, it just – kind of started to go the other way um the blitz uh started to get to Dobbs he threw a pick through a pick but our defense held and uh you know Madison fumbled the ball in this game Dobbs uh Dobbs had a fumble and an interception but this pick I don't really think was his fault the, you know sometimes the quarterback's arm is going to get knocked and it goes to the other team and it is what it is so now we're coming into the the key stretch of the game right so so we're ahead we're looking we're looking good and um Denver just starts dinking and dunking the ball down the field, mostly to Samaji Purine. The dude had five freaking catches on the final drive. Um, and then uh, Cortland Sutton, just very tall. Our defender, Makai Blackman, that was, like, defending him was, like, I don't know, like 5'10". This dude's, like, 6'4 or something. So we said, oh, he out-jumped him. It was this great basketball play. I mean, he didn't have to jump that high, right? But uh, he got the nice TD. And then they didn't get the two-point conversion. So all we have to do is come down and kick a field goal, right? We got plenty of time, like, I don't know what it was, 50 seconds or a minute. I think we had all three timeouts, so we're fine, right? Well, we were not fine because, first of all, our plays were only, like, five, seven-yard outs to Hawkinson. And Dobbs was throwing high, and he was throwing late, and, and Hawk couldn't come down with either. They They kind of stripped him, or he bobbled it. And there was no really attempt to throw the ball down the field. And we, we had plenty of time to use the middle of the field. Um, in this game, it was just a lot of dinking and dunking by both teams, but especially by Dobbs. There was The longest play of the game was 29 yards to, to Oliver, and I went and looked at, I went and looked at all the uh, longest passes in the last seven games of Dobbs' career, and he's averaging a long of like 27 yards. That's his longest play, and that, that's not flight in the air. That includes like running, so that could be like, right a 15 yard pass and they ran for 12 yards or something. Right. So I was like, I wonder what like another kind of just average kind of middle of the road quarterback has for his long. And I went and looked at Derek Carr and in his last five games, his long is average is average long pat play is 37 yards. And that's just a very like middling quarterback. So, so we got to get the ball down the field more. And I think getting JJ back, I think JJ will be back Monday night. And I think that that's okay. going to help out a lot. So yeah. I'm going to the game and I'm hoping I'm hoping we see him. So, I did. Um, I did read his quotes about uh, him being frustrated with fantasy football players who are apparently like tweeting at him or something. And I'm just like, uh, uh, dude, uh, 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 get out of your get out of your damn mentions, man. Like, he's like complaining about people like wanting him to play, and he's like, I'm not coming back. I'm ready. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, no kidding. Cool. Like, what? Obviously. Like, get out of your get out of your mentions. Don't let people like. What are you doing? Like, you're. He's got to be bored of, though. He hasn't played in like five I'm, weeks now. So I mean, like, I'm sure, man. Listen, like, if I had some, uh, when I have. Whenever I have like a viral tweet or whatever go like goes like I do get in my mentions and take a look at I know, what people are saying I like know. I can't imagine as like a like a professional athlete but part of me just got to be like you got to you got to not engage with that with that crap man For you sure. got to you, you, gotta you need somebody that. around yeah. you telling you at those times like hey dude like put yeah, the phone step, down yeah step away let me let me let me take care of it so yeah anyways so yeah you need so a fall, you need a fall, you need a fall guy like Chris Carter said but really right. the most frustrating part of it was okay then we had a, we, so KOC had an amazing fake punt 
right? So just just a great play, um, direct snap, uh, got you know gets to the outside or whatever. Um, and it was you know just just a real ballsy call. We were like on our own thirty or forty, so just this huge you know Sam Cassell doing doing the motion play, and then just coming down the stretch, we we just played. We played to not lose. We played super conservative. Like, for instance, 448 left, right? And we start trying to kill the clock. Like, we go run, run. Here, Here's the key play of the game, right? First and 10. We're on the 12-yard line. We need a touchdown here. There's too much time on the clock for Russ Wilson to come back, right? Our defense is tired. It's the end of the game. We have to score. First and 10, we run the ball with Madison. No game. Second and 10, what do we do? run the ball to Chandler for no gain. So now, now we're at third and 10, right? And they had all three timeouts. We had all three timeouts. So it wasn't like there wasn't anything we were going to do that was going to make it that difficult for them to not come back down the field on us. So it's right. just, it's really frustrating. We were throwing the ball pretty well up to that point, like even on that drive and we needed a touchdown there and he just, just slowed the game down, just run, run. And it was, it was, you know, it didn't work. Yep. We we had moved the ball all the way from our own twenty five to get down there, and so I just it was just a very wait, what's the word I'm looking for when you do like some things one way but some the other when you're kind of working at cross purposes. I feel like oh, KOC I feel like... was that. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I mean, I it'll come to me. I would say pu- punching yourself in the dick, right? Like, for no apparent <laughs> reason whatsoever. So I mean, we should have won that game. We had three hundred ninety five yards of offense, a hundred yards more than Denver. I think overall we were the better team. Um, but just some kind of, kind of not suspicious play calling, but just too conservative play calling. And the week before he did that also to let the other team back in the game, he said he wasn't going to do it again. And then he did. So I'm hoping that they kind of take the, take the handbrake off and throw the ball down the goddamn field on Monday night. And JJ will be back being back will help, but you can't just check down, check down, run the ball dump it out to the tight end for five yards, dump it out to the tight end for five yards. Like that's not gonna, that's not winning football at the end but, of the I game. Mean, you know, this is, this is what his second year as, as uh, head coach of the team, right? The, yes, sir. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you got to think about it too. I mean, I, again, no, without knowing much about, all, you know, most of the players on the team or whatever, I know the names and stuff like, it would be listen to just you know talking with you over the course of the, you know the last you know couple months about this and about the Vikings and stuff. It's like I think it sounds like you know there's obviously some changing in their um, play calling because of the Kirk Cousins injury, right? You have a different kind Absolutely, of quarterback. Yeah. I'm guessing this guy does not have the arm that Cousins has, so you got to be a little more in terms of like your downfield um, your downfield attempts. You got to be a little more conservative, but that doesn't mean you you, you can't. You can just stop doing them, right? You got to keep the defenses honest. So yeah, and KOC was saying that they're in there, and so I think he's kind of intimating that Dobbs is is looking them off and checking down. Like he's saying, oh, those, you know, we ran a few of those plays, so it's like I don't know if he didn't like what he's seeing or what, but I think he needs to convey to him that we've got to take those risks of throwing the ball down the field because looking, you can you can fumble on any of these plays like as long as it's not like you're throwing in a triple coverage or something like you right. got, we, you got to push the ball down the field you, you can get pass interference defensive yep. holding i mean you just, just yeah, gonna say yeah. pass interference there's, there's, there's yep. not a, a completion is not the only good outcome there exactly right? so, uh late um, hit yeah. um yeah yeah all sorts of stuff so all right well so on to yeah so what do we got to do to beat the bears um field has been very up and down you know the bears are an okay team they're not like the worst team in the league but they're not good we handled them pretty easily the first time we played them playing at home monday night um crowd's gonna be you know 100 percent behind them it should be should be a dub for the vikings I, I would be pretty surprised if we lose that one some pretty strange things i think would have to happen we'd have to lose the turnover battle by a couple and maybe you know they get some sort of fluke play like a blocked field goal or run back or something so um you got to come out play to win and and do it execute but you know they they definitely should be the favorites in this game um i was listening to dobbs's uh podcast the torchbearers podcast it's a, it's a good podcast by the way and there's there's almost too many people on it i think there's like four or five hosts that i think they could lose a couple people but there's a couple of them played together at Tennessee, and uh, they're both, you know, very smart. Both like won the Torchbearer Award at Tennessee for like 
academics and being, you know, a pillar of the community and community service and all this stuff. But anyway, he was saying, uh, they were saying like their favorite stadiums to go to and they, the other guy plays for the chiefs, Trey something. And, uh, I think he, I believe he's a lineman, O lineman. And he was saying that, um, he the, he loves the skull chant that it's like sounds badass in there and Dobbs was saying he loves the skull chant. I also love the skull chant. My only qualm with it is I think we do it a little bit too frequently. It loses it loses a little bit of its like punchiness when <laughs> we do it too much. You know, I feel like it should be like a max like four times a game situation. Buddy, have like, you start ever off been the game a- halftime. Have you ever been to a U.S. soccer Sorry, game? Have you ever been to a U.S. soccer game? They do the exact same thing. They do the same, the same four chants over and over and over again, and it's really fucking annoying. I'm not gonna I, lie. I've been to one. I went to the one where I nearly froze to death. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah, they do the same. The I believe we can win, and and they do that. They do a, a version of the skull chant with the U.S. Uh, USA as well. Oh, really? Um, and uh, and they yeah. They, if you I mean if you listen to like the broadcast, you can hear it. It's like it's just. I I've so made redundant. jokes. I, I made jokes to the Outla- American Outlaws, the supporter group, before being oh, like, I bet "Hey they guys, that. like, let's get a let's get a, a couple more different chants going here." And I, t- I know it's hard <laughs> with that because people because don't it's, know it's, each other. Yeah, that's yeah, well, right. I mean, They're kind of coming from over. Yeah. Most of the people in the Outlaws, like they do, majority <laughs> of people, they know each other because they travel to yeah. all those games. They travel to Trinidad right. and Tobago to watch the U.S. play. And <laughs> yeah, they try. Yeah. Like, but like. And I guess I understand, like, you're, you're trying to, like, tell people who live all over the country. So I feel like this, you're right, though. Like, the, the Vikings fans could figure out a a new a chant or two to add, in, to add into there, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, look at, looking forward to it Monday night. Um, and uh, I think it's cool. I really like Dobbs. I like his story. He seems like a smart dude. I like, um, you know, I still would probably – I'd try to sign him and grab another quarterback. I mean, all I see all these people on, like – TikTok in different places saying, oh, you got to resign Kirk, this and that. I just think he's going to want $40, $50 million, and I just don't think you can build a good enough roster around him with that kind of cap hit. He's not a top five guy, and I think to pay that much money for a court, I mean, I've said this like every week, but my my views haven't changed. I would try to resign JJ, you know, keep Derrissaw, keep um, freaking whatever, like uh, our, our D end and whatever, Daniil, and just try to have a bunch of good guys and then have a quarterback that can you, – you don't have to have a top few quarterback. If you can have like a top five defense, you know, you can win with a with a mediocre – with a, you know, 12 to 15 ranked quarterback. It, it's been done. So anyway, especially if you get a guy yep. on a rookie deal, then he doesn't cost you anything. So Right. right. And this supposed, sure. is supposed to be the biggest, you know – quarterback draft of the last 10 years or whatever so we'll see okay moving on um gophers not a lot to say about them they got <laughs> destroyed by ohio state it, at halftime it wasn't bad i think it was only like 13-3 or something well, at, that, at the that, half 14-3 that's, that's pj that's pj fleck just like pretending you know trying to keep it close yeah being again yeah. super conservative let's not get embarrassed say, oh it was yeah. it was close when we uh when it's halftime and then they just got absolutely destroyed i We'll see. They play Wisconsin like 37 tomorrow. 37-3 or something? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think 37-3 was the final score. They play Wisconsin tomorrow. Um, if they win the Axe, this will be the first time that they've won the Axe and um, uh, and the Pig in uh, since 1990, where they where they beat Wisconsin and Iowa in the same season. Like they currently hold both because they beat Wisconsin last year. And yeah, Iowa earlier this year. Sky, you and, I, and I was listening to the. Uh, to uh, um, the Russo's Strib podcast yesterday. The, first, the last time that the Gophers beat Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska all in the same season was 1960. 1960 wow. was the last time. Like, my dad was barely, barely alive in 1960. Like, that's how, <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how long it's been. Um, but it's funny. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I literally this can be the it for the Gophers, but I think it's really weird and frustrating how like the Gophers should have, I mean, they should have been contenders for the big 10 West. This is the last, you know, last year of the big 10 West last time they're ever going to get a chance to play in a big 10 championship game. Like it's never going to happen again. So um, we had one opportunity. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we would beat Iowa, Wisconsin, it's assuming we beat Wisconsin tomorrow, right? That we beat Iowa, Wisconsin and Nebraska. We wouldn't be playing in the big 10 game. And every Gopher fan would think this season's a failure. I would have like, I would have probably, I, I don't know what I've done. I've been like, that is absolutely not true, but Honestly, man, like, even if we beat Wisconsin tomorrow, um, we're barely bowl eligible, and I think it's a disappointing season because the Big Ten West was there for the taking. 
Oh, it it absolutely is. Yeah, you can't. I mean, Northwest Northwestern looks a little bit better, but you can't get embarrassed by Purdue. I mean, it's just been it's 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 been a bad season, no matter how you slice and dice it. Like you said, most seasons, like yeah. if you just beat Wisconsin, it's a good year, or whatever. But this is not one of those years. I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, even if even if they're bowl eligible at five and seven because of like academics or whatever. I mean, I know this is the kids should have a chance to go play and whatever, and it's it's great for them. But if if you were a real program, like I would even turn down that bowl and just yeah. be like, listen, oh, like we're five and seven, like we we don't deserve to be going bowling, like you know there's, whatever. There's no but, way in hell that they will turn it down if they if they get it because I'm, number one, you get more practices, right? So which is good for the players. It's good. Um, you know, to, for, you know, those y- younger guys to, to practice a, right. you know, a few more times and everything. But, um, yeah, they're, apparently they're, they're first after, so there's the two teams that are coming up from the football bowl subdivision who are ineligible this year. I think James Madison and Liberty, I think were the, were the two that they're ineligible for bowls, but if there's not enough bowl eligible teams, they'd be the first two teams that are invited. Um, and, and then there's like, Minnesota is like in terms of academic stuff, like they're number one on the list of teams that could finish under 500. That would be eligible. That would be invited to a bowl game. So, oh, like, I changed my mind. If there's a way to keep Liberty out of a bowl, then I, then <laughs> fuck Liberty. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I think Liberty. I think then Liberty. Definitely go to Liberty the bowl game. James, <laughs> Liberty and James Madison are the first two teams that would be invited because they're ah, gotcha. Because um, they because they would be eligible in terms of like the records, but are not eligible because of the weird NCAA rules about the the you know moving up to the. Um, to the new division, and then Minnesota is like team number one in terms of the academic list that would be eligible based on um their academic stuff. So yeah, there's a very, I mean, I think there's, I think someone broke it down, maybe in the Star Tribune earlier this week that basically like here's the results that need to go the Gophers' way if they lose for them. I mean, obviously if they win, they're in, but um, here are the things that need to go their way for them to qualify. Um, if they if they lose, so it's it's not it's a very real possibility. I think I would say it's like seventy five. 80% chance of them making the being bowl eligible um, at five and seven. So cool. Fun. A yeah, shitty bowl game. We get to watch the so. bowl in Detroit or something. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Maybe, maybe we, if they do that, maybe we get together and record a podcast live during the, during a, uh, a, the gopher bowl game or something. So oh, like a mystery science theater, 3000 tight. Oh, that'd yeah, be we, funny. I love that. We don't, show. To, we don't have to, we don't have to turn it on the, the, the mics on for the entirety of the thing, but we can always, we can just like kind of have the mics there and watch the game and press record as we got, as we got thoughts. And, we'll and think then about edit that. it and just chop up the best parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well, would be funny. That'd be, I think that'd be really what's, funny. What's, Let's think about that. So we'll see after Saturday with the, with the high, with the, you know, what it looks like. So. Sounds good. Okay. Just a other wrap up of uh, Minnesota sports wild. I mean, they're just doing terrible. I, I've seen quotes. This is Matt Boldy saying this is like the worst slump that he's been in trying to figure out how to get out of it. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of <laughs> positive things to say at all. Kirill has not had a good start to the year at all. I don't, I, I don't know. Boldy, just, Boldy and Boldy and Kirill each have one, uh, even strength goal, which like uh, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah, no less said about the wild, the better for right now. Yeah, um, and they're well, also still in cap, they're still in cap hell, and they'll be in cap hell yeah. for one more year, and and then yeah, I mean we, we need some we like, need some good drafts. We need some things to, about, to go around. Yeah, but they have a, they a have while. a pretty from out the, the hockey people that I know that I follow. They have a pretty good um, they have a pretty good prospect uh, pipeline, but it, they're all still like one or two yeah. years away. Like there's not, nobody who's ready to go. Like the Boldy, like Brock Faber, who yep. uh, played for the U last year until you know, until their season was over, and then immediately signed with the Wild and made his debut in the in the freaking playoffs. Um, like he would be the top. I mean, he would be, would have been a top prospect, um, and you know the most ready to go. And obviously, he's playing for the he's up on the on the big the big league squad playing and playing pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't have, watched a ton of him, but when I've watched him, he 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 looks the part. Like he, I, yeah. I don't know, I, you know, I I'm not like I'm a hyper focused on defensemen of how they're doing, but he seems fine to me. I just I haven't just yeah. haven't watched a ton of Wild because I've been watching the Wolves, no which we're about to get to here. Yeah, there's no reason there's no reason you should. Let's let's talk Wolves and uh, I can I can we can end the sports stuff with uh, a little bit about the new uh, the new Loons guy. So I want you um, hit us up with some some actually good news. Yeah. The Wolves are, are one of the better teams in the NBA oh! right now. Yes, they are. I know you are not reading the standings upside down. The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are first place in the West. We're eleven and three. Um, we lost a couple games ago to the Pelicans by one, one twenty-one to one twenty. But then uh, we beat the Seventy Sixers, one twelve to ninety-nine. Um, Towns is going red hot right now. Um, you know, uh, 
Ant has been has had some like uh, some cool stretches where people are saying, oh, you know, if they weren't off such a great start, he'd be getting a little bit more heat lately. But he's just a man. I mean, everybody everybody goes through streaks, and he's not like the purest shooter in the whole world. But how hard he fights, the smile he has on his face. Just the other night, he like stole the inbounds, and he's just a hustler. And um, he's really uh, Gobert's, you know, playing very good defensively. Uh, it's yeah, I think um, something was wrong with McDaniel's, right? I think he's got he's nicked up a little bit. Is going to miss some some games here, but um, uh, that Shake Milton has been playing pretty good. Uh, so overall, I mean, I'm just excited to watch more Timberwolves basketball, and it's been quite a while <laughs> since I've been able to say that. So yeah, so when's the yeah. last time you said that uh, yeah. out loud? Um, right. You know, for their media the director was telling people to get to the game really early tonight because it was going to be so crowded, and I was like, okay, like this is this is different. Yeah, like, man, they're <laughs> they're they're undefeated at home. They're like in the. It sounds like. That yeah. the you know Target Center is, is becoming a, a kind of a, a a fortress for them, so which is great. Like, you know, it's like that's like the the if you can win, you know, oh, if yeah. you can win eighty percent of your games at home, and you just need to win, you know, maybe you know forty to fifty percent of your games on the road, and you are a, a pretty damn good, um, a pretty damn good uh, team, and going to be a, a home seed in the playoffs, and that's what you, that's what you want, man. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge, I've never been a huge basketball fan, but. I have friends who are, and it's, like, fun to watch them actually enjoy their team for the first time in quite some time. Um, I, I'm more Lord, of a college it, basketball fan, and so I was gonna say, it's the, been, Gopher, yeah. The Gophers have not so, been great recently I know, either. So. I know. So that, that I would be watching more. Like, I went to UMass and, you know, with the Gophers, and, like, back in the day they were both good at basketball, and then it's just been a long time since they both haven't been, and it's just it's hard because I just don't have, like, a team that's in the mix for basketball, for college basketball. So I, I much prefer the college basketball game. I just, I just like it better. Just the way that some people like college hockey better or whatever, college football. Um, for me, I like pro football the best. I like college football, but I like pro a lot more. I like pro hockey much more than I like college hockey, but i like college basketball a lot more than the NBA just personally. But but my teams aren't relevant. So, it's, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I wish I was like a, you know, a North Carolina or Kansas fan, but right. I'm not. So it is what right. it is. But all right, okay. well, go on, Wolves. I hope I, I do like the playoffs. Like I like when I do like the NBA, like coming down the stretch. There's just a lot of games. You know, it, there's there's way there's less than half the games in college basketball. So they feel like they just mean more, you know, but um, mm-hmm. in the NBA, 82 games is just it's a slog. So every every one game kind of loses its significance. But I do. um I mean, so, some of the years when the T-Wolves got to the Western Conference Finals, those are some of my best memories, but those were, that was also quite a while ago now. So. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and, faint and, memories. And the one they're time it happened, memories. right? It's, it's, not a, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a regular occurrence. So. It is not. It is not. All right, well, well that's of, it for – oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, say, go on to the Loons New Guys. Yeah. Speaking, of getting to, speaking of getting to the Western Conference Finals, only one time in your, in your team's existence. Oh, wah, um, wah. Minnesota United. So I, we didn't talk about this last week. Minnesota United officially hired a couple weeks ago now a a new chief soccer officer. Um, I'm not sure how much we talked about Manny Lagos moving because he was technically the chief soccer officer, or had some variation of that title. He moved over to a more business, um, you know, outward facing role. Um, so to free up that chief soccer officer label, um, and they they hired a guy, uh, Khalid Al Ahmad. Um, I believe I'm saying that correctly. He is the um, I can't remember what his title is over at Barnsley, but he's the te- he's the main he's like the CEO of Barnsley, which is a oh, I, Barnsley. I know FC. Khalid Al- I know Khalid Alamine. Yeah, kind of not Khalid Alamine. Local, local kid. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's running. I think he's running basketball camps in North Minneapolis. Still, <laughs> he's a really he's a really good dude. No, Khalid oh, Alamine. I love that guy. Um, yeah, so KEA is, is is what I think a lot of people are referring to, to him as, and like all the soccer slacks and stuff that uh, that we're in. Um, yeah. Anyways, he's a uh, so not people don't know a ton about him. He's uh, he's an outside hire, which I think a lot of us uh, who've been following this team for you know long even before MLS days were really pushing the team or, or hoping the team would go with somebody outside MLS. Um, and he, but he has he does have some MLS experience. Won't spend a ton of time because he's actually still at Barnsley. Um, I think he's trying to quiet quit because his, the Barnsley FC just got knocked out of the. <laughs> uh, FA Cup because they fielded fielded an ineligible player in their uh, replay victory uh, over uh, Horsham FC, which I believe is like a, a seventh or eighth division um, uh, EPL or English team, so not even in the pyramid or not even in the uh, in the football league. Uh, so I think he's still quiet quitting over at Barnsley. Um, but his his big uh, 
the, the things people should know who follow Minnesota United or maybe only casually follow Minnesota United is that he used to work for the City Football Group. Um, they're the team that owns uh, NYCFC, but more importantly, Manchester City. Uh, he was their uh, he was their scout, their main Concacaf uh, uh, scout, as well as their main Can- uh, Scandinavian scout. So he's got a lot of experience uh, scouting the types of players that Minnesota tends to like to sign. Oh, we like those um, Scandinavians. Yeah, and uh, and which is a, a market that is you know relative. I mean, it's there are there's some more Scandinavian players in MLS now, but you know still relatively much like South Korea as, as a relatively untapped market, um, and players who you know are are well are well versed in like you know that. The weather of, of, of Scandinavia, you know, is pretty comparable to Minnesota, quite frankly. Um, and so, but he also, and everybody was concerned, well, what does he have? Like, cause, you know, um, building an MLS roster is completely different than building a roster at, say, a Barnsley, which is in, I think they're in League One, um, of the English football, uh, p- football pyramid. So not, uh, like the third division, basically. Um, but a team that, you know, has some history. Um, I believe they've been in EPL before, not obviously with uh, Khaled Al Ahmad running the team. Um, but he does he does have history building a, a roster. He worked with Claudio Reyna, uh, that guy, uh, in building NYCFC's original roster. So he has experience um, finding and identifying players. Uh, he's also technically kind of one of us. Uh, he went to he he played uh, college, collegiate soccer at UW Milwaukee. Um, so he's lived in the Midwest. He's familiar yeah, with the cool. Midwest. Um, he is uh, uh, British, um, so yeah, I think he'll bring an interesting uh, perspective. You know, I listened to listening to the Sound of Loons podcast with Sherry, and, and the most recent one with uh, uh, Paul Tenorio. Um, everybody, we don't really know what their timeline is for hiring a coach. I mean, other than you know uh, Sherry saying they wanted someone in before you know by before the end of the year. Um, but I mean, listen, like the uh, MLS preseason starts in about six weeks. Um, it's not very long. Uh, until MLS, until people start reporting for preseason, you know, for preseason. So, will have somebody Early won January the championship is, by then? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the uh, uh, conference semifinals are this weekend, and then the fi- the conference finals are the weekend after that, and I think the first weekend, first full weekend in December is when the final is. I think it's the ninth, I believe, December ninth. Um. So yeah. So that's the final. So yeah, it's basically if you win if you win the um, MLS final. You have about uh, maybe five weeks before you're uh, <laughs> before you need to report for preseason. So the uh, uh, off season is even for the teams that get eliminated before the playoffs start. The off season is very very short uh, in in soccer and MLS particularly, but generally soccer around the world you don't get a ton of time. Yeah, a ton of time yeah, off, right? Like they have very most, short off seasons. Yeah, most leagues end at the, at the end of May or mid May, and then they're back in uh, um, preseason about six yeah. you know six weeks later. So. Um, it's a it's a pretty much a year round sport, unfortunately, for a lot of players nowadays. But anyways, yeah, we don't know a ton about him other than yeah, he's still worth Barnsley. He's hoping that he can be out of there. He's trying to I think they're trying to find a successor to him. Um he's still under contract through the end of I think through July. Um so I guess there's a there's a non zero possibility that he might not get here until sometime in the summer. Um but I'm guessing that Minnesota is gonna make sure that they have him here by it sounds like they wanna have him here but by, by the end of the year. Um so when the first rolls around, when all the Entry drafts and um, super draft and all that other stuff. So my guess is he's doing work on both um, as much as he possibly can. Um, I'm sure he's trying to find someone to take over for him so he can leave Barnsley um, a- ASAP. But the big, the next big step obviously is is the manager. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not been any rumors or nothing's really leaked out about who they're looking at. So other than there, there was talk about that they were not going to announce anybody until after the MLS Cup final. Um, which makes sense. You can't really announce people who are being, who are assistant managing or are managers of, of current MLS teams. So after the season's done, so I know that leads me to believe that Oscar Pereja might be on their list. He's mm-hmm. out of contract at the it end of the year. Leads you to Orlando. believe it's somebody from MLS if they're kind of catering yeah. to that, right? It's whether yeah. it's whether yeah. it's Pereja or or it's an assistant manager that is um, highly highly regarded. It's probably a team that's still playing in the in the in the playoffs right now. So um, I imagine they've been doing the interviews. I just we're not going to hear anything until after sorry, after like the ninth of December. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if we if we get an announcement shortly thereafter, like maybe the week after or right before Christmas. So that's a uh, kind of our loons update. I haven't I haven't really recorded a days I know podcast in a while, so. I have all these loons loons notes I need to get rid of. So yeah, well, um, I look forward to hearing more about uh, these. You know, if they pick a coach for sure, but yeah. like you know, even if you it's have so, 
speculate of who you want or yeah, whatever. It, and... it sounds like it sounds like the other thing with, with this uh with this new guy, um, that he's super fan friendly, super fan engaging. Um He's he likes to sit down and, and listen to the supporters and talk to the supporters and stuff, which I think is a really it's a really great sign for for us. I mean, obviously Minnesota United, we the the Wonderwall and the, and the, all the other all the supporters, not just the Wonderwall folks, but like we're obviously very very passionate about our team and we care a lot and we are, are very vocal and I think it's yeah, that should be a I'm sure that it was discussed and I'm sure that hopefully will be a good fit for for the team going forward. So fantastic. All right, well now on to variety, variety. Wow. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the best part of my uh, my canyon diving, like bungee jumping story was, um, you know, I was so scared to do it, whatever. I thought I was going to die. I did it. And then afterwards, we all go um, get a beer. And it's, it seemed like everybody who was managing these extreme sports adventures was from like Australia down there. I don't know. They all went yeah. to Switzerland or whatever, but those Australians tend to be the craziest people like on earth. If you've ever met. I mean, when you um, think, when you think about you know. extreme sports dudes, like bunch yeah. of, I, I think, I think of Australians or New Zealanders. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. And so anyways, we go out with these, you know, Australian, uh, Australian folks to the bar or whatever. And I'm okay. Level with me. Like, you know, you guys kept saying this isn't dangerous. Like, is it really like not dangerous? And they're like, it really isn't except if it's raining out because then we need to do like different calculations of like how much the rope is going to have more like slack or something <laughs> and i was like oh that's interesting because when i just did it just now it was sleeting so like <laughs> i wonder if that was, counts as rain but i was just like oh, oh Jesus. i'm sure but, uh, yeah. yeah i'm sure yeah well they're like, so they're they're professionals at that stuff so i'm sure that they're they are they figure yeah, that they stuff are. out so oh yeah i'm sure it was super safe but um i i did another kind of extreme sporty type thing the other day which was mountain biking have you gone like serious mountain biking I not serious. Um, back in high school, I had you know I did I did a little bit of mountain biking. This is like when there wasn't a ton of trails and stuff like there are right, now. Like right. there, now there's some, like some really cool, uh, really cool trails. I don't think my knees could survive it. That's how like my knees are absolutely effed from years of wrestling and and uh, baseball, playing catcher and things like that. So um, I I guarantee my knees would not be able to. But I have friends who who do it. And like I said, there's oh, lots man. of really cool trails and stuff nowadays. Oh man, it's yeah. popular. We were we were out in Maconia. And I don't know any of the lingo, so it's like single track or whatever. And this parking lot is just full. And I'm sure it was like the one of the last nice, you know, weather days we were going to have. So I'm sure everybody's trying to get like their last run in. But, I mean, it was it was packed full. But um, it's similar to skiing where the, the, the trails are labeled like green circle, like blue square, black diamond right. or whatever. So, like, we're going down one of them. And we come to like a fork and it was like blue square one way, black diamond the other way. And this was like my first time ever doing this. And so I said to my buddy, Craig, I was like, well, I, I don't know this sport, but I, I skied for a while. I know enough that I ain't going to the left on that <laughs> sign with the black diamond. So he right. said, no, no, it's different in this because those are just a lot of obstacles that they have like ways you can just like go around them. I'm like, okay, maybe, but let's still do like the blue square. But I don't know. A lot of it is like controlled falling like you're just going so right. fast that like hands are just like on the brake and you're just like don't 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 fall don't fall but i was using my brother's bike and he had a little bit more of a narrower tire they had like the really big fat tires okay. and it was a little bit of mud which they call grease by the way it was a little bit greasy and so i was sliding a little bit but they they so, seem to be doing better so he must have more of a hybrid tire than um, yes he did on the, on, yes okay. he did okay exactly yeah 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 it, it, it was it was fun. I just I don't think it's my jam. It, it yeah. just, the biking motion kind of hurts like my legs, like you were saying, and my lower back. And I kept thinking like it, it just was a little bit too intense for me. Like it just was it wasn't relaxing. And a lot of like the sports I do, I like I want them to be even, even though soccer can be intense. It's still overall like relaxing for me, you know, at, at the end of the day, usually. Yeah. But, um, you're, not, you're not worried about like crashing into a tree and dying at one like, yeah exactly soccer, right exactly like, it might be exhausting and like physically and emotionally exhausting, exactly but at the end of the day, like you get endorphins you get yeah. that oxytocin um you're not unless, gonna, you're unless not you're playing the unless you're playing the blue team with number 25 barreling down oh. on you you're usually in, in pretty pretty safe out there that's, but um that's fair fair point <laughs> um the but the one thing that uh 
I kept thinking out there was this would be a much better like trail run for me. I would just prefer to be like just jogging here and then I could like take in the scenery and be outside. It would just be like more relaxing. So anyway, it was cool to try, but I don't think that's going to going to be my jam. So that's understandable. Understandable. So So you've seen some uh, some movies lately. Do you want to give us some reviews on uh, Napoleon and Next Goal wins? And yeah, we were were talking a little bit uh, before that we started recording. Like I. And I know you you said you're not a person who enjoys going to the movies by themselves. I really do, um, mostly because I, I, I can't really get out during the day, during the week, because I'm working. Um, and then, you know, trying to go to a movie with, you know, two kids, you know, a, a almost five-year-old and a two-year-old is not really going to not really gonna work, and they're not really going to want to see the movies that I want to <laughs> see. Um, and so I, I tend to go to a lot of movies by myself, like late at night. I go to, like, the last showing so for I went to the last showing uh, last last week of Next Goal Wins, uh, which is a new Taika Waititi movie. Um, might know him from um, uh, he he's the, the most recent two uh, Marvel Thor movies, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Um, so they're they're pitching this one as like kind of an awards uh, a potential awards uh, a movie. Um, it was pushed it was supposed to come out I think in like September and they pushed it to November for that particular reason. Anyways. It's a story. It's about it's a soccer it's a soccer movie. Um, but it's a story about uh, American Samoa. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with the story of American Samoa soccer, but very quickly they have the worst uh, competitive loss in uh, international football history. They lost thirty-one to nothing to Australia in like two thousand and one during a World Cup qualifying match. Um, Oof! Just absolutely got the shit kicked out of them, uh, and so. Like ten years, so this movie takes place ten years later when they're they're trying. They literally have at that point they had not scored an international goal um, in their in their entire history of playing soccer. And American Samoa um, is a very small island. I think they said it's something like fifty thousand people on the island. So it's it's a very small, very tight, very tight knit community. Everybody kind of knows each other. You know, people work multiple jobs. They're great at American football, though. That's yeah, like yeah, American that's, Samo- that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taika Waititi, so it's a Taika Waititi movie. So it's, you know, it's gonna be a little weird. Uh, it's gonna be a little like you know, funny and and um, a little have little you know, a little heavy handed. And it um, basically it's it's the story of of a Thomas Rongen, who people who follow soccer might know, is currently a uh, scout for the U.S. men's national team. Um, but he coached in MLS. He's coached uh, all over the world. He played. Uh, international soccer um uh for i believe for the u.s and then he you know he's he played he played in europe um very a, a very interesting guy and basically he you know he gets fired from he loses his shit uh during a u.s i, I believe a u20 u21 match or might have been a u23 match and basically like he's under contract with the u.s uh soccer federation um but but he's not, he got fired from that, from his particular job. Um, so they basically make him go to American Samoa for like three weeks before a uh, international uh, soccer, I, 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 believe it was, I think it was a World Cup. Um, it was like a preliminary World Cup qualifying tournament or something like that. It basically has three weeks to try and get American Samoa to score a goal. Really, that, their whole thing is they just want to score a goal. And that's kind of like the whole, the running through line of the, sto- of the story is that they just, they've never scored a goal. They want to score a goal. Um, and so it's kind of like, a, you know, it's one of those fish out of water, um, bad news bears kind of story um, that's very well told. Um, it's a little so there's and the, the other the other interesting thing about this team is that this is uh, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Fafa Fien, which is like a an American Samoan term about it's like a gender. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it is like so there's this player on the team who um, has a. Is you know is a registered male player, but is um, a trans woman, and so because she's a trans woman, but she's still registered as a male, she can still play on the um, on the uh, American Samoa's men's team. Um, and so there's like there's like a sort of like subplot there of 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 that. Um, learn any you kind of learn a little bit more about that particular part of the American Samoa culture, which apparently is a a very big thing there um, and a very um, powerful thing. And so there's. They get a little heavy-handed with the um, he because at one point um, uh, oh I should say Michael Fassbender plays Thomas Rongen, which is an inspired choice because it's a it's a comedy basically and uh, and so there's a point where that like he the Thomas Rongen the, the character dead names this player several times which I don't which I don't think in, in reality actually happened I think it sounds like the uh, Rongen and this actual character were um, like got along really well. So I think for for comedic purposes, which wasn't very 
I mean, I think that's what the, the intention was, but it wasn't necessarily all that, all that great. Well, well done. Um, but again, Taika Waititi is, you know, he obviously, I don't know if you've seen his, um, the other show he executive produced, Our Flag Means Death, which is a very, very queer, very queer show. So like, I have a no, little more faith. I, that I he, did love Jojo Rabbit. That yeah, movie. so it's fantastic. So it's so it's I don't know. So in basically the story, I you know you, you uh, spoiler here like they score a goal, they beat Tonga, which is like the, the bigger team in like their little tournament that they're playing in. So kind of like a really feel good sort of like Rudy esque ending um, situation. I don't know if you like sports movies, if you like kind of like that bad news bear style, like misfits, you know, not quite up to speed, but then they they sort of rally. Uh, I would highly I would recommend checking it out. It's called uh, Next Goal Wins. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's, I don't think it'll win any awards. It might, maybe, um, it's, a, you know, it's a, and it's adapted from a documentary, um, that, uh, these guys did about Thomas Rong and they had a bunch of footage from, from that time. So it's like, so it is, a, it's, it's based on a true story. There's obviously, I think some, like I said, the dead naming stuff. There's a few things that are obviously like not a hundred percent true, but it's a movie, you know, you have to kind of, you have to sort of suspend your disbelief a little bit, but yeah, I would, if you like a good, feel good, uh, sports comedy, um, I would definitely recommend that one. And then okay, the other cool. movie I saw, I don't yeah, know much about. A, yeah, give us a short one on Napoleon. Just give Dude, us, yeah, give us your best ninety it's, seconds. It's it's Napoleon. Like everybody, I mean, if you don't know the story of Napoleon, um, it's uh, it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's eighty five years old. So this is like I was explaining this to some another friend of mine. It's the daddest dad movie that ever dadded. Like if you like dad movie, you like Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. If you like that kind who of movie, do, you'll like. Who doesn't? What are you, yeah, what are you talking dude, about? I, I fucking love Master and Commander Far Side of the World. Like that's a great, Damn right. that's, a, that's a great movie. If you like that movie, you'll like Napoleon. Um, Joaquin Phoenix plays Napoleon. I think he's. I don't think he's very good in it. Um, Ridley Scott directs. That, he directs the hell out of an action scene. I mean, obviously that dude is is like the quintessential you know um, American director. Or uh, yeah, he's not American. He's the quintessential like director of his. Eighty five years of, old, huh? Wow. Yeah, impressive. And then. Um, Vanessa Kirby, though, on the other hand, she's amazing as uh, Empress Josephine. So mm. she's she's absolutely phenomenal in that in the movie. It's yeah, I mean it's it's if you go in with the expectation of you're going to see a no, bunch of like army army yeah. fight scenes, um, I would definitely I would recommend if you're going to see it like it's definitely one you want to see in the, on a big screen if you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. With the with the surround sound and you know the so yeah again I went and saw that one at ten o'clock at night and you know like definitely was like kind of like dozing in, in and out a little bit on that one so. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I would recommend going to see Next Goal Wins. I don't know if I'd recommend seeing Napoleon unless you are like I said, a big fan of like like, like uh, movies yeah, like Master I'm, I'm not Commander. Like a huge history buff, but like I kind of used to be. Like I used to read a lot of historical fiction, and so yeah. a lot of like Rome you know, and soldiers yeah, and Greece. You don't really and I, need, I have, yeah, I if you have if, if you I, have I'll any, like it. I'm sure I'll like it. If you have any base, <laughs> you don't really need any. You really don't need to know anything about the French Revolution. But if you know anything about the French Revolution, like. And the yeah. Napoleonic Wars, it, it'll be fun. I mean, like, there's obviously they take some liberties. Like at one point, he shoots, like Napoleon shoots cannons at the Sphinx in Egypt, and like <laughs> that, that, that never happened. You, you know, just like, look that up on Google. Yeah, yeah. like no. So, but yeah, but if you like if you like those kind of movies, I would highly recommend seeing that one on the big screen. If, if you, you know about Waterloo and the island yep. of Elba and all the all the yeah, things, they don't really then, they don't get yeah. in they don't get into that as much. I mean, it's mostly about sort of the the Napoleonic Wars and his rise to to become emperor of. of of uh of france he, that he was, was that was born in be corsica it. right he yep, was corsica yeah yeah yep. so that one will be that's i think actually going to be an apple tv plus one so i think mm. um after the after the holidays that'll be on apple tv plus but again if you really if you like those yeah. kind of movies i recommend seeing it in the on a big screen for sure well so. i think i'm seeing trolls later today so i can give you guys oh. a big review on on trolls i, I was asking my wife Please. like what what is it she's like i don't know it's trolls they'll be like singing and shit i'm like i don't know <laughs> Uh, Nick Justin Timberlake's in, in yeah yeah he's part of the Trolls universe yeah yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, to be fair I've never seen a Trolls movie and and my kids are I've, I've successfully uh, steered my kids away from things like Paw Patrol like I got my son in the oh uh, no are you telling me that Trolls is fascist now too no 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 I'm not please, sure I please do I because that's some of our best some of our best ratings where the, was that episode so I think if you say Trolls is fascist like we'll jump up to a hundred listeners again I I would assume it's not I mean it's it's about fucking it's about <laughs> trolls man. But um, but I I stir my I stir my uh, kid towards the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, right, right, so he's, right. He's really yeah, into that. I, I liked so. that movie. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, okay. Well, just really quick for me, um, I have been really liking Yellow Jacket season two. Um, season okay. one was really good. It's, it's starting to jump the shark a little bit. I'm on the last episode, and I think it's one of those things, kind of like a, a little bit like Game of Thrones, where they kind of try to like 
outdo each other each week. And it's like, right. this is unnecessary. Like you're doing so much, just like, just, just tone it down, but they can't help themselves. You know, I think it's, it's so anyway, um, it's, it's a bit too much. I really like the concept. The characters are great. I just wish they weren't, I wish they would just take it easy a little bit, but they, they, <laughs> sure. they, they can't help themselves. So it gets a little bit fucking crazy but um it's good was, it's really in, it's really that's on, interesting that's on showtime right it is yeah okay. yeah showtime yeah, I don't, I don't, and showtime is the one i don't have i i really want i i'm thinking about getting because i'd like to watch yellow jackets i would also like to watch the new nathan fielder one the curse yes of okay Stone. so i watched so. the first two episodes of that okay and it's um it's weird it's eclectic i like it i don't i don't love it I, i'm kind of interested to see where it's going um okay it's definitely well written acted it's 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 interesting that you know it's funny at parts but also i hope it's i hope it's marching towards something because it's it's getting kind of a slow build and i hear i am complaining about slow it's not it's not too (laughs) slow like things are happening but i'm just kind of you can't binge it because it's coming out weekly and so i'm kind of like okay like i get it like i love him but it's like it's not that funny but also like i'm not that psyched about like the plot yet either so okay. it's like okay it's like it's it's interesting and I, after the did first you, one i was like oh wow that was deep and like god nathan filter is like he's really like interesting but i'm still kind of just like uh yeah. I don't know. did you ever yeah. did you ever watch the rehearsal the one on he did on uh on hbo max i don't think so okay I've seen a lot of his okay. show, like Nathan Fielder for you. Yeah, or whatever, but. well, it's the the rehearsal is complete. I mean, it's 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 got a similar like vibe to it, but it's like a t- a totally different concept. And so I think I get the impression from people that I've that I've you know read or whatever that this has kind of got similar vibes to the rehearsal. So it's it's more going to be more of a slower build. It's not going to be like the sort of the outlandish like crazy stuff that he does and like the Nathan for you, you know, where, you know, yeah, yeah, who no. ice cream or something. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. which is like, just... also they're like really like kind of like rich people that are like unlikable. Yeah. And so he does that kind of awkwardness. That's interesting, but it's also like, okay, are these characters going to have like some redeeming values? But like, there are funny right. parts. There was part where like they were in this like art museum for like a native, you know, artist and they go inside the tent, uh, each person goes inside like the teepee and then she like is cutting like deli meats and then like screaming or whatever. And so there were some parts that were just like, oh, that, okay. that was, that was interesting, but also like, where, where is this, where is this going? You know, like, that, that also sounds, but, uh, that sounds a lot like uh, how to with John Wilson, which is another, um, another HBO Max show that I absolutely love that Nathan Fielder is like an executive producer on. So it's it's like there are some like really laugh out loud funny moments, and then the most of the episode you're just like, uh, I sh- I I kind of want to laugh, but like should I be laughing? Like it's just like and it's like some yeah. really weird interesting stuff. So I I'll yeah, I can't I'll I can't tell if you're yeah. rooting for the characters or against them because I'm like I kind of want these people to like fail, and the show's called like, the curse. <laughs> right. You know, it's like okay. are they like trying yeah. to make them unlikable or like I I don't know. Yeah, but um. I know. I love I mean, Emma Stone, so I, I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in yeah, what she has. Yeah, to, she's she's, she's great. Doing, she's so. she's fantastic in it. But uh, okay, cool, yeah, I don't know. Cool, do you, cool, should cool. we hit one last thing, or should we be done and wait for uh, these ones for next week? We're at a you know an hour we're, and we're, eight at, minutes. we're at we're at an hour, so maybe we should. Um, All right, I'll do. You know, well, the only we'll other thing on. I'll say for in terms of like shows, if people are interested in looking for something, I just watched the second season of Killing It, um, which is on Peacock and stars uh, Craig Robinson from The Office. Oh, there's another season of that. Yeah, season two oh, just came out. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, maybe about uh, two months ago or whatever. So oh, if you have never awesome. seen, the, if you've never seen Killing It, that's uh, that so show funny. Is very oh, very God. funny. The second season, to to it's kind of the same point of the of the curse. It's a little, it gets a little weird like at times because <laughs> they're not they're not like they're not you know they're not chasing uh you know snakes or whatever. It's, it's about mm. the his farm and everything, but it does get. It gets there's some really just laugh out. I watch I basically binged it all in like one night. Like started I started like nine o'clock and like by three o'clock in the morning I was like, oh shit I need to go to bed. It's like I've watched every <laughs> I've watched the entire uh, the entire uh, the entire season. It's like I think it's like eight episodes and they're all what's, like half what's an hour that on each, again? So. Is that Hulu uh, Peacock. or oh, Peacock. Peacock. Peacock? Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. So if those are you know those are interesting shows. I mean yeah. It's like killing it is like I think hilarious but also like gets really weird sometimes and. And like the story, the way they tell the story this year too is is super cool because there's like, um, you get like some flashbacks and you get some like, you know, you you see a character at the end of an episode, then you like the next episode is like going back and like basically showing you how it, they got to that point. So it's it's a really it's a really interesting way to st- tell a story. So, um, and it, cool. it, yeah, so yeah, definitely check it out if you if you 
if you like Craig Robinson and then Claudia, uh, Claudia Doherty is the, she's the other, she's the, the female lead. Um, she's an Australian actress. The, the way she deadpans some stuff is just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal, <laughs> um, and hilarious. So. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. watch it. Yeah. I binged it when I was like on a work trip in a hotel room and, uh, yeah, it just, it's, he's, he's so funny. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was, cra- it's crazy, but like sometimes, you know, if it's, if you know the whole thing's just going to be over the top, you can just be like, whatever, but cool. Well, I'm right. looking forward right. to, uh, to watching it. All right, man. We'll have a good, cool. uh, good weekend. Yeah. Oh, one, uh, last thing is, uh, I went to the Chanhassen, um, semifinal football game. It was great. Went to overtime and they won and they play, um, the final Saturday at four. So I know, um, some people listen to oh, this nice. are Chanhassen fans, so they're playing in the what? the five A. Five A, okay. Yeah, so it's oh, one, so one is down. It, is it going up I to think, six? I think six it goes days? to six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So well, yeah, yeah. Are, and you, I know Eden go? Prairie right. lost in the um in the semifinal to Edina, so Edina's got a chance to win. I think it might be their first. I I just read an article on it. I can't remember, but uh, it was on. Are you the, are you going? The are you going Tribune. to the game or? I'm or? still thinking about it. We're supposed to go to my wife's um sister's house, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking about it. if my brother and my cousin <laughs> go, I might. But I'm I'm in I'm in flux right now. So sure, we'll right. see. So you're saying well, I might well, be might be watching happen. on TV. Yeah. yeah, good luck to them. So. Cool. Go Storm. All right, man. All right, man. Yeah, I'll talk, talk to you next week. So Yeah, maybe we can record uh, Tuesday or Wednesday after I go to the Vikings game Monday night. I'll yeah, have a lot yeah to, well, we'll know. We should know, about, yeah, we should know about the Gopher football and everything. So, yeah, it sounds like a, sounds like a plan. Let's go. Make it happen. Take it easy. All right. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.